Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Hi guys, it's Tori and Anissa and this is MTV's official challenge podcast where we go behind the scenes of the challenge Spies, Lies and Allies. And we're turning the tables today because instead of her interviewing us on the challenge aftermath, we are interviewing the wonderful Devin with a Y, Simone. (laughs) Yes, and we're going to talk about that rising paranoia in the challenge house a monstrous elimination win, and see who Devin is rooting for late in the game. Let's get this started. Anissa, a.k.a. Anushka, as somebody (laughs) used to say in Total Madness. You know what time it is. It's that 30-second, no, 37-second recap. Are you ready? Uh, Shit. I'm going to count you in. In three, a two, one, go. We got three teams right now, and they're all trying to get a million dollars into bags and race back and forth. And even though Ruby's looking like they got it, they don't really have it, and Big T went in the wrong car. Okay, mm. fast forward, Emerald wins again. This is really boring. Um, Big <laughs> T then puts herself down. Devin does not apologize to Tori. And Big T goes up against Emmy. Emmy wins, and... There you go. Emmy goes back to her cell mm. and all is peaceful in the challenge house. Kind of. But that was good. That was like a really quick recap. I mean, I think you were under 37 seconds. I think that it we was. missed we missed some of the stuff, but we can go into detail about it right now. Let's talk about the play of the day, the best athletic mm. move. What do you think it was? Sheesh. I mean, it was I think it was about being efficient with that money and yeah. really stuffing it in the bag. Yep, you gotta stuff it. And you said stuff it. People yeah. were not stuffed a little too late. Yeah, it was a little. It, we, we stuffed a little the too late. late stuff. I late gotta stuffer. Give it, I got to give it to Devin. I wasn't on Team Emerald, but I've seen him in a challenge like that before. He's very calculated when it comes to moving a bunch of objects in a short amount of time. I do believe that I in, I can be corrected, totally open to that, that that was probably a strategy. So I uh, credit Devin on that one. I'll give him play of the day as well. The dirtiest deed. I don't know. Like, what is dirty at this point in the game? I don't know anymore. Yeah. I don't really know. Like, I don't know. best politicking? I mean, mm, I don't know. Because it wasn't CT's so much politi- definitely yeah. doing it. I mean, I CT, oh, 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 oh. CT screaming the puzzle at Emmy. Like, making sure that Big T didn't come back in the house because he didn't want to be on a team with Big T. Like, that has to be the dirtiest deed, right? Yeah, that's one of them, yeah. It has to but be. he had that plan earlier. Any oh no, when he was talking about Kyle, right? Yeah, yeah. It's getting a little dirty over there on the Sapphire team. Yeah. 
Let's dive into this daily mission. It was called Million Dollar Heist, and I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't ever wanna see a million dollars again in person, ever again in my was life. Was that real money? It wasn't real money. I already thought about putting it in a duffel bags and just running off set. Couldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't real money, but we thought about it. Imagine all of us, we just put it in there, get in the cars and drive. Yeah, that Bye. would be great. That yeah. would be great. I'd be like, Big T, get in any car you want, girl. We're out of here. <laughs> Yeah, fuck it. We'll all split the shit. It's no big deal. It's three million out here. Yeah. Um, it was absolutely crazy. It was a very hot day. Um, we knew the track though. That place we that's called the that, one where we did the first one. We called. That I could tell by the swirly. Yeah, we called that beach Shuffle Beach because the very first locate time we used that as a location it was when we picked partners in the very beginning. It was when I got paired up with Kells. It was when you got paired up with Logan. Oh, the, and then your cells were there too. And the next time that it was when cells reshuffled. So we thought we were going back there for a reshuffle. We were like, oh shit, the game is getting changed. Mm. Um, maybe there's no more eliminations. Maybe we're reshuffling into new equal teams. So were the cars parked where we were chained up? No, the the safes were for in the very first mission for you to get put in the code from before the chains. And then you take the the diamond and run to where TJ was. So it was between where we were putting in the the code, that combination, and where TJ was in the, in the end. It was just oh, that that's part. that's not far. It wasn't that far, but it was very But it was a heavy. lot of trip. It was a oh, lot of yeah. trips and it was very heavy and it was very hot. Oh, I could have done it. Anybody could have done it if they did not stop. And I know you wouldn't have stopped. Big T... Believe it or not, I know that she's getting a lot of shit. She did incredible. A lot of people were counting her out. She never stopped. Right. Ever stopped. Right. She she might have walked. A lot of us did at some point in time. We were out there for an hour and like 45 minutes. All right. It looked like it was a long time. And you can It can tell. get like this. We did an all-stars where we had to sprint back and forth from the puzzle to the thing. Like you're yeah. nonstop moving. Like you stop for a second to look where a thing is and then you have to come back and forth. For however long it takes until you get it right. Yeah. But when you're on go, when you're in go mode, I love how you were, <laughs> you were yelling the whole time. Like, we could just, uh, just go. I'm like, Tori, y'all are not going this now. Like they already, they're yeah. shutting the, they're shutting the trunk, babe. We were trying you were so, so hard. I know. I you know. You can't you're, give up. You know, you can't know, give your up. Poor little heart. It's okay. I'm not mad. I was I, so... I feel like you were counting, like, <laughs> trying to be like, they dropped a couple dollars out. Did they yeah. say anything about that? They did. If, you're, if your dollars came out of your car, you had to go scoop them up. And so sometimes that did happen. It was very intense. It was probably one of the hardest challenges I've ever done in a long time. I still am missing toenails from it. This is why I... This challenge right here is why I'm missing my two second toenails. Don't uh, say that because somebody's really into that at home. Yeah, well, good. Tori's missing her two toenails. Somebody Could you buy her two new toenails? Yeah, somebody needs to be into that because a lot of people aren't. So let me know if you're into two new toenails and a hairy toe because unfortunately that happens as well. Hit me up. I got something great for you, okay? Hit me Wait, up. I don't know why you didn't show me your toes. I'm not going to show it to you unless you're into it. You're not into it. You're going to make fun of it. So hit me up if you're into it, okay? <laughs> okay, that's it. What's I'm a not- friendship without a little poke and fun? <laughs> I'm not showing you my damn toes, Anisa. Damn it. I thought when you were here, I could have seen the madness. No. That is your second toes. (laughs) Okay, so let's keep it moving forward. I just want to say also, I am so incredibly blown away by Nelson and Logan as athletes. They are wonderful competitors. Being on a team with Nelson and Logan, it was like, wow. Like, I couldn't believe how incredible they were. Every single run, every single trip. Like, so I got to give them all the credit in the world. A part mm-hmm. of me feels like I let them down a little bit, but I feel like they probably feel the same. But Ruby 
was close this time. We were much closer than Sapphire, and everyone thinks Sapphire is the team to beat. They still might be, but you got to give Ruby some credit. We were 30 yeah. seconds behind the other team. I knew Logan would be great at it. I mean. Oh, God. He's a monster. Yes. Yeah. But so is Emmanuel. Yeah. They were just throwing on their shoulders like, see ya. Yeah. Oh, I mean, man. think about it. Those guys were majority of the time, I feel like, on your team were carrying it themselves. I mean, Kyle and CT were. Yeah, I mean, I was always off and on with a different guy, and there was maybe three or four trips where I wasn't with anybody, but there was I was helping at least one person each each round. Did you guys have to stay together while you yeah, ran? We did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that's why it was important that everyone kind of nobody fell behind because if somebody fell behind, like we were pretty much screwed, you know. Um, but I I got to give it to Emerald. You know, once again, they had it. Whether it be numbers, whether it be strategy, it doesn't matter. They still pulled it out. And they don't have me there. They don't have Josh there. And they did have Amanda, and she held her own this episode. So I still got to give them credit. Yeah. So Emerald wins, and then, you know, we get back in the house, and it's like, okay, what's going to happen in deliberation? They're thinking about throwing me in. Oh, my God. That felt like I know. shit. You know? I, I guess they were just putting it on chance, you know? I get it. When you get this far in the game, it's really hard to – see anything other than yourself everybody is selfish everybody you made it of course this far. you have to be a little bit you have to be and like i respect that would i have been upset for sure but like i at the end of the day understand it's a game i'm never gonna take anything like that with me home if you're not out there maliciously trying to hurt me it's like okay fuck like it's a game mm-hmm. um but let's talk about big t valiant big t she's like you know what i'm on my second leg here i've already been into elimination was supposed to be sent home I'm ready to go back in and prove myself. Doesn't have to do that. She no. didn't have to do that. No, but I thought it was cool. She was like, if, I, if I'm if i supposed to run this final, then I'll win this elimination, you know? So much respect for her. Mm-hmm, because a lot of people are scared to go down there, but it's Meep. nice to... It's Meep. Nice. <laughs> I'm scared. Fuck Meep. That. Meep. <laughs> Meep. I don't want to go down there. I used to think I was a big bad wolf. Yeah, throw me in. Fuck no. Every time I've done that, I've gone home. No. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. scared. I mean, you guys, the final has to be coming up soon. I know this feeling of like, TJ's going to tell us at some point. Did you think like right after this one, he was going to be like, so guys. Yes. Yes. It's always like that, isn't it? Yeah, we did think. We thought this was the last one. It's not the last one. Next mission is fucking amazing though. So I'm kind of happy we had next mission. You're going to tell me about that later. I'll just have to watch it. Incredible. Yeah, you're going to really enjoy that. But, you know, it's been an interesting episode and unfortunately big t goes home we were lucky enough to have her on the podcast last episode she is just or two episodes ago she's a light i love big t like i'm so so great shout out to me for making my name cameo in there yeah you did but you always said it you're like you and big t are going to be friends and like i thought about you every single time you talk because i'm like god if the three of us were together we would be laughing so much like i know it's because of your love for feeding animals in the wild and for laughter yeah. And, you know, it's it's like we go on these shows so much with each other. Somebody's bound to fucking become friends. Yeah. Like, stop holding yourself back from a good time. Right. And like, she's a great time, which is why it was so hard to see her so leave. So funny. You know, it was really yeah. hard watching her go home. Like, she had made it so far. Another incredible season. Yeah, for sure. There were things that weren't incredible, but she overall is an incredible person and asset to the show. So, yeah. We'll see her in the future. I know we will. Yeah. She actually put out something on Instagram saying she's definitely taking a season off. She wants to go to culinary school. She is an incredible chef, by the way. And then she wants to come back as a beast. I'm like, fuck yeah. Good for you. Like, Mm -hmm. 
I love that energy and I believe that she's going to do it. She's powerful. Like she's, when she puts her mind to something, she's powerful. Yeah, so I know. Um, that's really cool. I'm also excited that we get to have Devin Simone on this episode. I know, right? I can't wait to question her on everything. Yeah. I didn't want to go do the aftermath, but Devin was like, Tori, we're going to have a good time. Had a great time filming the aftermath. Excited to return the favor, giving her a great time on this podcast and picking her brain. She's incredible. Her story is awesome. And what she's become and her success is inspiring. So I think it's awesome that we get to have somebody on the show that started as a challenger and ended up being something that they always wanted to be, which was a talk show host and working on the Wendy Williams show. So let's get Devin on. Let's take a short break and come right back. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric. Cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change and certain restrictions may apply. They say time waits for no one and neither should payday. Challengers wait a whole season just to find out if they're going home with the gold and the paycheck. But for everyone else, the money you earn can be in your hands today with Earnin. Earnin is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 per day, or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Earnin is designed to support you in the short term and long term. Access your own money on your own schedule and cover what counts. From a special night out with Bay to a last minute gift or an unexpected vet visit for your furry friend. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in MTV under podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. That's MTV under podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust Member FDIC. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
All right, everybody. Well, it's our favorite part of the episode where we get to interview somebody who is incredible. And today we have a very special guest. She has been on two seasons of The Challenge. She is the host of The Challenge Aftermath, and she's the host of many other incredible things. Welcome, Devin Simone. Thank you. Thank you for the intro. Watching your story, seeing some of the things you've created and all of your success, it's just inspiring. So I'm just so thankful to have you on this episode and to like hear your thoughts about the episode and also about you personally. So thank you for being here. And how have you been? Oh, thank you. I'm so glad to be here. And I I love what you guys have been doing with the podcast as well. And thank you, Tori, for coming on Aftermath this season and Anissa for Aftermath the last uh, couple of seasons that we did. I know. Yeah, you know, I I had to convince you. I had to convince you. I know at least one. I was like, let me call Anissa because they were like, we don't know if she's going to come. So thank you both. Um, for doing that. I've been great. Like, you know, life has been good. It's uh, been so busy in a whirlwind this year, but I love being able to stay in touch and connected to sort of the challenge family amongst all the other things I'm doing. So it's just, I've been really blessed this year. How amazing do you feel that you don't have to partake in any of this shit anymore and just watch it, (laughs) report on it, and then pull all the juicy stuff out of everyone? You know, it's like, it's honestly mixed feelings because when I do get the calls, which I still do get calls, there's always a moment for me where for a brief second, I'm like, oh, oh, maybe. And then I need someone to talk me off the ledge. There is a moment where, because there's this competitiveness that I think we all share, right? And like, you, whether you've won, whether you've not won, whether you've made a final, whether you've not made a final, like there's a part of you that just still wants like one more time or to do it one more mm-hmm. time. And so that hits. And then my knees are like, no, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, like, you know, my, the rest of my body's like, mm, are you really going to train? Probably not. So why don't you sit on the sideline? So now I'm trying to convince all the producers, some of whom you've had on this podcast, you know, have me as a sideline reporter. I really think that is an element yes. that is missing from the chat. I can just come on, Ooh, you know, and like, it. right, and get some live moments, right? So, Reporting like, how are you live feeling, with Devin? Exactly. Thank yeah. you. I think I think it's like, that's it's the like the new the new style OTF. Yes, that yes. would be incredible. It'd be so great and hilarious. It would yeah, be. So it really cool. would be. I can't tell you mm-hmm. that I would be any fun in those interviews. I'd be on pre workout. I'd be like ready to kick some ass. I'd be like, don't talk you, to me. Because if I recall, at the first episode of Aftermath, you did. You did not want to be there. It's you true. said as much. You <laughs> sat there, and by the end, you said on a hot mic, "Well, that was more fun than I expected." That's so true. I, I feel like getting you on your pre-workout, I'd be ready. I'd be prepared. Yeah. I'd have a backup wig. <laughs> you would be prepared for whatever is necessary. Yeah, I think that might be a you thing, though. You pulled it out of me. You did. You made me feel comfortable. Thank you me. made me want to talk. You harassed me a little bit, but you know, I knew the roles were going to be reversed one day, and here yeah. we are interviewing you. I mean, to- <laughs> Roll see, did you take pre-workout today, Tori? Uh, no. Okay. I'm just with Devin, man. Very she brings excited it out of today. Me. <laughs> I was in a bad mood all day. She brought it out of me. I'm happy to be here and oh, I'm happy good. to ask you questions. Like, I want to know what kind of preparation goes into being the aftermath host because I feel like when we're on set, you are so incredibly talented. Like, how much like research or like rehearsal do you have to do before you get on that set? That is so sweet, and thank you. I'd say the most research actually goes into my wardrobe. Um, to yeah, be honest, mainly because <laughs> because <laughs> I don't have a stylist for those things, even though I've asked for one, so I have to pick it all out myself. But um, things are still happening in real time, so like most of the episodes aren't 
cut even fully like by the time we're doing the aftermaths and so we do them for those who don't know we do them kind of in batches and when people ask you know why don't why isn't this person on the show? Why do you keep using the same people? It's because of scheduling conflicts, honestly, like we do them in batches. And so the people that are available tend to be available for those few days. And then the ones that aren't, aren't. And so that makes it a little bit tricky, but um, you know, the first couple seasons we did aftermath via zoom, some of which Anissa was on, I didn't get to see the episodes at all beforehand. Mm. And so I, we were just going off of hearsay, which is very hard. And I fought and our producer, Jonathan Henry fought to be able to get the cuts even the rough cuts beforehand to be able to look at it. So this last season of the aftermath was the first time that I got to watch him before, but literally it would be about 24 hours before. Wow. So he, we would set up our computers and it would be like six or seven hour blocks of time Oof. where Oof. I'm just sitting and watching them with the producer. And it makes a difference because then, you know, some of the questions are questions given to me by our producers, but some of them are questions I can lean into based off of what I've seen. And I can, you know, have an opinion and, and push and play with you guys. And so and I'm committed, you know, it's not required of the job, but I'm committed to the challenge. I'm committed to the fans. I'm committed to you guys being able to answer questions and tell your stories authentically. And so I want to do the work so that when we get there that day and you're there, you feel like you're with the host who's engaged and what you guys are going through and what's going on. And, and hopefully you feel my respect for you in that space yeah. um, rather than a host who's just there reading something and kind of like doesn't care. So yes. that's, that's the goal. Well, speaking of authenticity, I'd like to know who's the best or easiest person to interview on the aftermath <laughs> and uh, who's not so easy. <laughs> Well, seeing as how Anissa didn't want to show up half the time, um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I still really showed up even if I didn't true. want to. You did. And, and I love you so much. And you were sick one of those days. So I, pre- I love Very you so sick. much. I yes. appreciate that you that you came. Um, who's the easiest? You know, that's a good question. There's a lot of any. It's less about who's the easiest because I feel like. For, OK, I can tell you who's the hardest. I'll tell you that. But as far Perfect. as the easiest, I feel like most of you guys are pretty good. Even if you're cold at first, I can kind of get you to warm up and kind of get you to open up. And, and whenever there's an opportunity, I make fun of myself too, so that, you know, it's all fair game, you know, like I don't have favorites, um, in that way. So I'd say you guys are all pretty good. And I, I do really enjoy the people who play back because like, yeah, we're going to talk about tough stuff. They're going to be feelings and emotions, but I feel like we got to be able to joke about it all, right? Like we're all in a privileged situation to be able to be do this show right. and have this opportunity. So we got to play around a little. And those who play back, whether it be me teasing them or, you know, telling tea on some, spilling tea on someone else, I really love that. Those who take it too seriously, a little less. The hardest person to interview this season, I will have to say, and look, if you look you can try and come for me all right you know when you do wendy williams show people come for you all the time so you can try and come for me but i'm just gonna keep it real yeah the person who was hardest this season doesn't mean they'll be hardest every season was esther Mm. and the reason why esther was the hardest is because look we all make mistakes we all do stuff right Mm -hmm. but you gotta own it especially when it's on camera and when she threw the drink at amber and we see it on camera and I was interviewing about it. She was like, oh, it spilled. She like wouldn't own up to it yet still kept the same level of aggression towards Amber, I felt. And that was frustrating because it's like, you're not being authentic. Everyone else is showing up authentically in this moment, good, bad, or, or whatever. Like they're being authentic mm-hmm. about what they're feeling, what they did, da, da, da. And you not owning it. And maybe because she's new, yeah. you know, maybe there's a difference around that, which is fair. But like on the aftermath, if you don't own it on the show, fine. But on the aftermath, own, just own your stuff. And then it's a fair playing field. But if you don't, 
it's annoying being there in that episode. She really didn't want to own up. And it's like, look, if you're big and bad to do it, then you need to be big and bad to stand behind what you did. Interesting. Otherwise, you look like a little softy, which isn't a good look. I'm really surprised you said yeah. that because I I feel like every time I've ever had a conversation with Esther, she's pretty ballsy with what she says. She speaks her truth, but you know, I, was, I wasn't there. Wasn't, so I wasn't there. She wasn't on the episode and you can go back and watch it. I mean, she says like, oh, it's spilled. And we kind of, it was kind of edited to be played off as a joke, but I asked her multiple times okay, in gotcha. that episode, you know, okay, but do you really? And she's like, oh, the drink spilled. So to me, it's like, you don't want to own up to what you did. And like, you know, it's not, nobody's going to nail you to the cross for doing it. No, Just yeah. maybe you got to own it. No, I well, threw a drink well, once and I can't even watch the footage. Like it's awful. I think part of that, right. you know, to play devil's advocate, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm all for accountability. You know me, I own all my shit, mm-hmm. but to see it and it kind of still be like a raw like thing it might be just her being like, you know what? I'm not ready to deal with this shit yet. So if I pretend that but it didn't happen. But she still had happen, an attitude though. Uh, well, she see, still I, had a, I can't, and that's I the, can't that's the... comment to that, but I could speak to the, you know, it being embarrassing. Like when right, you act like right. an idiot on TV and you got to watch it back. Like I cringe at some shit that I did. We acted like idiots on TV. That's how we got there. I that's know. how we got there. I know, there. we did run around like sausages. I have a hey, feeling <laughs> I have a feeling that that was her halfway mark and by the time the reunion hits she will maybe have a different approach. I have a feeling. I have a good I feeling. I believe that. And that's why I said I think it could be because she was newer. Like I don't and why I wanted to specify too on her on this episode this season of Aftermath because I don't ex- everyone gets a reset in my mind yeah mm-hmm. both as the show goes but also as new seasons come because we grow hopefully and learn and do things differently yeah. so this is this is no shade to Esther it is no reflection yeah. on how I feel about her as a person right but in that interview in this season and in that moment she was the only person that came on Aftermath that did not own up or show vulnerability that did gotcha. not express vulnerability when given the opportunity to I have uh, that's interesting. And I have faith that in the future, I think she will come out of her shell a little bit more if I didn't see it the first time, but I, I'm taking your yeah. word for it. Um, but I have another question for you. Speaking of challengers, yes, who mm-hmm. are you rooting for after watching this episode, seeing how it's all kind of like boiling down the teams that are coming up? Like, what is it like being a viewer? I'm rooting for anyone but Team Emerald um, because it is so annoying. At this, look, I'm an un- I came from the land of the underdogs. Mm-hmm. I still root for the underdogs, and I love people on Emerald. So it's obviously not like a personal for sure, thing. Yeah, it's just anytime you see it become one so one sided. Like I know on Battle of the Seasons, it certainly felt that way. Like Brooklyn couldn't catch a break for a minute, mm-hmm. and all the other teams kept winning, kept winning, kept winning. Kept I remember winning. that. Um, yeah, to the point that I bet I would take my wig off on television if we won two in a row, figuring we would never win two in a row. (laughs) We then randomly won two in a row. Um, Uh but she was out there. I, she was out there with no black hair care products in Turkey. Um, so (laughs) yeah, I, (laughs) they still, that was a real struggle. Um, so I, I, you know, am rooting right now, especially for Ruby. They just like, can't catch a break. Thank you. Um, It's painful over there. Yeah. Not feeling great. Yeah, yeah, it's not. And you're, and I want to say, Tori, I commend you in how you're handling the switch. Like, I don't know what Devin's on 
in this moment. What he took, you know, smoking. I don't know. What Some he's of her pre workout, probably. <laughs> clearly, <laughs> that there should be such a level of loyalty to him in his game when everybody's playing their own game. But I respect the fact that you you got kicked off your team, not by choice, but that you're making the most of it on this new team and that you're committed and dedicated to that. And even the way you spoke to Big T in trying to encourage her in moments like all around. Look, I know you get a lot and, and I, I watch the show and I'm in people's business when necessary, but I'm not in everybody's all the business. So I don't know everybody's everything, but I can just say of what I've seen, like I respect that so much and I respect your gameplay in this episode. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I'm trying my best to grow as a challenger. I've had seasons where people yeah. have been like, she's cocky. You know, she thinks she's too full of herself. And I, I feel like every season, like you said, it's really about growth. And I've tried to just mm-hmm. be accountable for all the shit I've done wrong. I'm okay with making mistakes because I know I'm willing to accept that I've made them and I want to be better. Mm-hmm. So like, even though big T maybe might have been the weakest link on our team, I was still incredibly impressed with her because she could have stopped. She could have stopped and, right. and she never did. And she ran in Sapphire's car, which ended up being hilarious. <laughs> like it was such a funny joke when it was all said and done, but like, she never gave up. And then she decides to throw herself into elimination, yeah. which is like, mm-hmm. inc- like I gave her, I give her all the props in the world. Like she didn't have to do that. She could have snuck right by, you know? So yeah, I think I give a lot of credit to Big T. She really wants to make it to a final, but I think she's very hard on herself, which I think any competitor kind of is. You mm-hmm. want to be the best right. you can be and you take that criticism and you, you run with it. And um, she's, she's going to come back for a final one day. I think so. She's she Devin would say, I remember she was like, I don't know if I'm going to be great for your final, but, and then she made it. And I was two, like, right? You yes. made it on two, right? But she, I did. Devin I made will it tell, the one thing I love about your gameplay is two like, finals. you literally said like, this is, this is me. This is how I play. This yep. is what I do. Yep. There, you never questioned it. Um, yeah. And I kind of, yeah. I, I love that because I feel like we don't see that as much anymore. Like, Thank you. of people just being like, yeah, I'm probably not amazing at this, but my social <laughs> game is extra, I mean, e- extraordinary. Yeah. And thank you. I actually didn't even realize I had a good social game and going, like, and I think, and I don't know if, you know, mix of naivete, but, and maybe then a little authenticity, like it was not strategy to be on in both seasons. It was never like in hindsight, certainly with um, the battle of the season season, Oh, I am fully aware. And if anybody else on my team says otherwise, they're lying. Um, I kept our team to get as far as they did. You know, physically, I was a liability. But socially, I was the only one who wasn't an ass to people in the house. So Mm -hmm. therefore, (laughs) you know, they liked me enough to help stop coming after our team, you know, when possible. Um, But then in free agents, same. It wasn't a strategy at all. Like I just, I had a prayer I prayed every competition day or every elimination day, which is Lord. It's me again. Um, if I, you know, I, I don't know what your plan is, but you know, my goal is to be here. Let use me as a vessel to be a place of respite and um, a, a place of peace and a place where people can confide in this game. Cause I know it's stressful. I promise wow. I will do what I can to support anyone who talks to me. And when that, I promise if you keep me here, I will do that. And when my time is done, like my time is done. Wow. And I pray that for literally every elimination and then by the end, I was like, I've talked to everybody. What about my elimination wow. against Laurel? Where was that prayer when I had to run I prayed, but speed? your name wouldn't end. My prayer was, Lord, if you keep me here. Right. <laughs> you were in there longer. that day. See, but it, it was another elimination where I needed <sighs> prayer. 
or or something or i needed five more inches attached to my body i'm gonna copy stilettos i'm gonna copy and paste that (laughs) prayer because that sounds powerful and i feel like i i take notes during these podcasts i'm like that's one of the things i need to take with me in the future tori if i don't see it on the next challenge if we do one together again i'm I'm gonna have to ask you to hear it actually you're gonna gonna, have to pray mm -hmm. with me if you think I'm not listening mm-hmm. back Devin's to this prayer. episode and <laughs> Devin's prayer, it, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Sierra's prayer, but it's Devin's prayer. Won't get you a man, yeah. but it might get you we'll further get you along we'll in the challenge. Well, what's that and, one? You know, it's crazy. What's, how do you get a partner well, prayer? Every, well, everybody <laughs> says Sierra's prayer because she got Russell Wilson and he adores her, right? So mm. everybody's saying like, what is Sierra's prayer? Because she went from future, right. you know, which right. is like bottle of the barrel. And then she got to <laughs> Russell Wilson. I so, mean, still, so, future's kind of so yeah but he's see anisa and this is the problem anisa he's terrible he's not yeah but i you know he's hard look listen he's not great i just said he looked good i didn't say anything else okay yeah Mm -hmm. yeah we don't want the prayer that gets no no um, i just want the partner prayer the partner prayer prayer. and you you know how to make it far and you know how to make it far you got your prayer for that i'm wondering like can you just speak on what it's like to make it this late in the game and then be worried about going home or just coming this far in general, what what is the tension change like in the house? Do you remember? Um, you know, I honestly feel like when I look back at free agents, which is my favorite season of the, the two, um, it was, you know, it was it was kind of fun. And I know people I've heard a lot, you know, people talk about those times and the challenge and how things have shifted because it became in a weird way, like a family sort of, and, you know, you're still competing against each other. TJ would remind us every other second, it's an individual game, even yeah, though, yeah. you know, we were playing as teams <laughs> and, and, it, but it felt kind of like a family. I was in the boys room with Johnny and uh, uh, CT and, and Lee and um, you know, it was, or bananas and CT and Lee. And it was, um, yeah, it was just, you know, that part of it I really enjoyed. And I, when things get really stressful for me, uh, one of two things happens. I sort of actually surrender to it because that goes into that, you know, God, whatever your plan is. And and what's crazy is I don't consider myself super religious. Like I haven't been in church in years. Um, well, I did go to church once. And then later that night was a GEZ concert in the same venue. It was great. <laughs> but other than that, I was weird. Amazing. But great. Only in New York. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I'm not super religious. I do believe in God though. And towards the end of the time at the house, I actually thought I was going home because because the prayer I was saying to God, I was thinking he doesn't care anymore because I've talked <laughs> to everybody in the house now. So I can't really be helpful because, you know, I don't talk to everybody now. Oh so my, my butt is going to go soon. And then when it didn't go, I was like, I don't really understand what's happening. Um, but it turns out I needed to be there because there were lessons I needed to learn and things I needed to do and grow that I didn't even um, realize. But um, yeah, so it's to me towards the end, it's fun with Brooklyn. Uh, it was stressful because it was my first final and you just, I had no idea like what is going to be happening. Like what are, you know, what are we going to be doing? Plus it's hard when you have castmates that are a little more critical. And that was kind of a toxic season. If we're going to be honest, like what we watched and the language used around motivating people I use in air quotes was not great. So um, that was, that was super stressful, but also when I'm stressed, I yawn Mm. at inappropriate times. And so there was a, MTV did a page on it in our free agent season of us lined up and TJ telling us about the final. We're lined up by this riverbank and then there's me with my arms crossed yawning. And so it looks like I'm bored with everybody else. But really, it's a nervous yawn, you guys. Oh I like yawn God. when I'm uncomfortable and I don't really know what to do. It's really myself, awesome, so but I'm going to be watching. If anyone's listening out there, I'd like you to DM me 
yeah pictures or videos of Devin yawning thank you yeah it's better than me. Yeah, I get yeah. nervous farts. Bad. And it, it's not oh, a funny joke. Oh, are bad. It's like gaseous cloud. Oh, that's hilarious. I, bad. Bad. I have to walk we're away line, from the group. We're lining up and like ready to walk into elimination. It's like, burr, burr, and I'm like, <laughs> the horns oh, are broke. Barking spiders again. <laughs> it's that's not cute. Pre-workout. It's not that's cute. Pre-workout. It's not yeah, cute. It's not cute. I get a little, every time we show up to the challenge, I got to go. You got to let me yeah. off, Augustina. Mm-hmm. Get me off the bus. Yeah. Nerves are mm-hmm. an interesting thing. Yes, they are. Yeah. And especially when you're yeah. depending on other people in this game and like, uh, yes. you know, because you are now responsible for how you play in mm-hmm. a team. Not only that, but you're mm-hmm. responsible for how your team plays as well. And so we mm-hmm. start this episode with CT and Kyle going back and forth about Emmy trying to like mend their relationship. And since you know everybody so well because you've hosted the aftermath for so long, do you think that CT and Kyle could ever fully trust each other? I don't think they really want to. So then I don't think that they will. And it's a shame because I think actually they could be really powerful together if they really like leaned into that. I think that could be one hell of a force, but I think it's a mix of ego. And I will say this, like on one hand, I feel for Kyle and being feeling like he's been let down by CT because a lot of people look up to CT. And I think sometimes CT knows that. And sometimes he doesn't realize to the degree with which people hold him in high regard. Um, On the other hand though, you know, CT wasn't wrong when he said that Kyle is the king of doing things that seem a little backstabby, seem a little shady, and then kind of laughing it off. I mean, I called him out on that in the aftermath several times. I can't tell you how many times there was a line of, Kyle, you said you weren't going to do this, or you knew the rules were this, or you weren't supposed to do this, but you did it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, both of them have a point and a side, but I think if they could get over that, they could be one hell of a powerful force. Yeah. We saw a little bit of that on Double Agents, though, where, like, I think they both felt like they were outcasts, so they joined together with Devin. I mean, they mm-hmm. really could have had the whole house if yeah, they wanted for to. Sure. Yeah. Well, speaking of Devin, though, our male mm-hmm. friend Devin, not so nice to our friend Tori this episode. Do you think Devin's in the wrong here? thought Devin's in the wrong for a minute not just in this episode um you know and and here's here's like look I'm all for the strategy game and there is no denying how smart Devin is in helping his team and what an asset he is in helping his team develop strategies like he's very good at that and quick on his feet and and has played a smart game for himself up until this point But I think now we're actually seeing a level of fear and the way that fear is coming out is by him having expectations that other people almost like kiss the ring for him. Negro, we're not playing the Devin game. This isn't for you. So if Tori has to do what's for Tori, support her. That's your friend. If Amanda has to do what's for me, like I can understand not liking lying and backstabbing, but these are instances in which people told you to your face, like this is what's going to go down. This is how I need to protect myself. You can't suddenly expect that everyone's going to want to stay on a sucky team because you're comfortable. Boy, get uncomfortable or do something about it. You know, like, and I... Yeah. That's annoying. I, annoying. I I feel and all of this is true. Devin knows that now. Like after seeing all of this stuff unfold publicly, after talking mm-hmm. about it, he is definitely mm-hmm. the type of person to be like, oops, yeah, like I've definitely been too in my ego, too in my bag these games. So, I mm-hmm. mean, I think 
as a friend, like him and I have forgiven each other. We moved on. It's just another one of those things that we're just going to chalk up as like, okay, I can come back next season and be a better version of myself because deep down he is a fucking, he's getting better and better every season. Like I used to hate Devin. We used to, we used to butt heads. And like, now I, I see him as such a good friend that I think that's why there was probably so much pain there because he also sees me that way. So it's like, when you're that close, it feels like, you know, the game can get in between you, but we would never let that happen. So I don't, I don't want to talk bad. About I just you. want him to be like, sorry, Tori, that I hurt your feelings. I'm sorry I, about I lo- that. I, I look our like games. Kid. Our games are different, though. And I didn't like yeah. what you did. But that doesn't mean I don't like you. I also look right. like a five year old. I'm like, tell me you're, you're so sorry to me. And right you now, be my Devin. <laughs> or like, it's over. Damn it. But it was sort of valid, Tori. And to be clear, we're not talking bad yeah. about anyone. It's it's keeping people accountable and yeah. being real. Yeah. And I'm always of the space of if I'd say it when your face isn't here, I'd also say it when your face is yeah. here. And so in that instance, it's real. That. And I think it's cool hearing that he's grown and like learned from it. And like I saw you guys on Aftermath and upcoming episodes and you know, the adopted child you guys have together that people will then see. And so yeah. um it's cool looking at Nisa's face. It's the cool duck. seeing how the duck. Yes. I saw mm-hmm. it. I wasn't included, but I saw it. <laughs> I interviewed him, Anissa, at the end of the aftermath. I wonder Aww. if they're going to show those. I clips, hope they do. I, oh my god, I, I hope they, they do. do. I'd like oh to my meet god. my my nephew. Yeah. Yeah. Very cute. He's very smart. And I think he's in the 90th percentile for height. <laughs> Incredible. Poor little guy. <laughs> so moving on to the challenge, we see kind of this mini final in Million Dollar Heist. Did you think that Ruby had a chance on this one? I really thought Ruby had a chance and I was rooting hard for Ruby. Thank like you. I was rooting hard for Ruby. And then I'm trying to, you know, and being having done the challenges and then doing the aftermath and, and kind of knowing how these things play out, I'm trying to now predict, you know, okay, are the producers trying to get us to think that one team's going to win? You know, like, are they playing with my emotions? So you're watching it in real time, but you're also like, wait, but who really is ahead or who really isn't behind? I was rooting for Ruby all the way. And I really thought you guys, um, you know, had a chance. Was it as close as it looked? Oh, yeah. It was an hour and 45 minutes total of running back and forth. And we were probably like 30 seconds behind them. It was incredible. And we ended up taking more trips. So when we kept saying, Yeah, I feel like you should have... Yeah. That well, last trip where you're like, pack everything in. Yeah. yeah. And and we tried to, but we couldn't. What we did wrong was we didn't pack it enough in one of the earlier trips. We got like really kind of yeah. like, all right, let's go. Devin is a very mm-hmm. calculated player. I've actually done a game like this against him in a show called Second Chances. It was our first competition show against one another. And it was about mm-hmm. moving a lot of objects in, the sh- in a short amount of time. He's got great strategy with this. I've lost to him on something like this before. I knew that if we weren't doing that, we were going to lose to him again because he's just, he can see how much you need yeah. to allocate each trip for it to be uh like powerful and successful so yeah he's a strategist but obviously he had a lot of people on his team emerald was able to carry those bags with more people as you could see right sapphire is far far behind everybody they have two guys carrying the bags emmy was helping them but she was also running back and forth with the empty bags the guys were doing all the hard carrying on, right. on the Ruby trips, I was either helping Logan with a bag or I was helping Nelson with a bag. And sometimes I was running alone, depending on how we were all doing. But I also had a busted yeah. shoulder that mission because the week before I did that hall, like the hall brawl challenge against Casey and my right. shit got knocked. So right. I couldn't really carry too much on my one shoulder. So I was already like in a lot of pain. But you could see it on Emerald. They had Amanda, who was really doing well this challenge. Emmanuel, mm-hmm. who's absolutely incredible. Devin, Casey, and Nani, all great teams. So they had way more people right. carrying 
they were crushing it. So I think it came down to numbers ultimately. Yeah. And I think Ruby should be proud that you guys came within 30 seconds, not having the numbers. I think it makes it that much more, you know, impressive for sure. Thanks. Yeah. I did a great job. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I am proud. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. Devin, you competed on the real world Brooklyn team on battle of the seasons. Mm -hmm. Do you like the team format? I thought you were going to say, do you like the team? Um, do like, I like no. the team? <laughs> uh, a little. Um, do I like the team format? I liked that this was mixed up. Like, I'm glad we weren't just doing what we were doing for the first half of this season. Like, it did get a little um, predictable. So I, when we switched to doing the cells, I thought that was cool yeah. and kind of interesting. But now that, like, at least so far, we're seeing Emerald dominate, it's, like, not that fun anymore. Yeah, so right. yeah. it's, like, I'm ready for the next thing and I love that TJ's like don't get comfortable not that anybody's ever comfortable in your house TJ no, but I like that he put that that reminder because it's like okay what can we expect next you know it's going to yeah. be interesting yeah yeah and it was you could hear everyone's gurgly butt after that statement we not all thought it was gur- gurgly <laughs> butt you know what I mean gurgly. yeah I know exactly what you mean <laughs> no way yeah yeah yeah, I do. yeah. Yeah, it was scary. I mean, we were like, shit, what's going to happen next? You know, TJ always pulls out some crazy twists like that. Nobody feels safe. Yeah. TJ is the reason why people have trust issues. I know (laughs) coming back from Battle of the Seasons, I couldn't trust anyone for at least a good month because there were so many like twists and turns and you do get comfortable and then something else happens. I kid you not. You come back with PTSD. TJ is why people have trust issues. Yeah. Cranes, horns, horns, horns. tunnels. Tunnels, hallways, halls, hallways. I'm in school every day. Like, no, not another hallway. Uh, um, <laughs> no, oh, but so you know, eliminations are fun. Speaking of them, Ooh. who do you have your money on? I mean, I know you've already watched it, but watching it now, mm-hmm. do you think Big T's got this one? I think that if there's ever one for Big T to have, it's this one for sure. And it's hard because I I love I love Emmy and I love Big T mm-hmm. genuinely and I think they're both genuinely just good people off the show and on the show, but I also feel like you know it, it's Emmy's been putting in work yeah. and you cannot take that away no. and like you want you gotta like support and root for that and it's not that Big T hasn't but I think even she would probably admit she hasn't put in the work she's capable of at this juncture and so. Um, you know, I like Big T's strategy of kind of jumping in further ahead in the water. I think that's really, really smart. I feel for her and they're not being people rooting for her. That's always sucks. Like that's always just the worst. Um, you know, I, yeah, I, I, I'm under the impression usually, unless it's like your bestie bestie that you either just cheer collectively for right. everyone, right. or you kind of just keep your mouth shut mm-hmm. and watch in awe. Um, cause that's just hard. Uh, not that I would know because I haven't been down in elimination really, but um, in general, you know what? Uh, <laughs> I think that was rude. I want to know, mm-hmm. like, would you ever go back on the challenge? Because you're on the aftermath, you're a part of the team, you're part of the crew still. But like, and you talked about getting the call, but like, why wouldn't you go back? You don't think you got one more in you? You know, I didn't think I had those two in me, so <laughs> I definitely <laughs> don't know that I have one more in the you know i i say never say never because i actually once said i would never do reality tv i said i'd never do real world and then i said i'd never do a challenge and look at where we are so what about all stars um, 
Uh, well, you know, and they call, I've, the first time they called me for All Stars, I said I said no, and so then they had someone else call me because they're sneaky like that, yeah. mm-hmm. and someone that I have a relationship with, and so then I was like, all right, give me twenty four hours to think about it, and so I thought about it, and then I was like, for no. the first one, um, yeah, that was for the first oh, one. Girl, you should have been and there they, with me. It was a good time. It was. It was fun. I did the aftermath from it. Was it was it looked like a lot of fun. My biggest thing is, and Nani and I were talking about this during the aftermath, which I had actually forgotten. Apparently when I was on the challenge, I actually used to talk about how my dream was to do a talk show. Mm-hmm. And we used to do segments around that um, on free agents called Dr. Devin. And I'd talk about whoever was coupling up in the house. Uh, but I also used to talk about how I really wanted to be on the Wendy Williams show one yeah. day. And apparently I used to talk about that a lot. I don't even remember that. And I'm now living my dream and how long that dream goes, I don't know. And there's so much more I wanna do, but it came down to ultimately, if I were to give my all in the challenge, I couldn't risk getting hurt in a way that would yeah. affect my actual dream, right? Cause I can't 100%. really hobble on yeah. with a cast or, or what have you. So that ultimately became the voice of reason of why I've said no. Again, never say never. And like, hell, if I'm not on a show, you know, after mass and Wendy's and everything else dry up, not that I'm putting that in the atmosphere, no. but um, yeah, don't even say that out I'd, loud. Then I'd, I might say yes. Or if, if God says, all right, look, time for that prayer time, you know, I need you yeah. back. Then, um, you know, yeah. you never know, but I'd love Imagine, to come back in other capacities. Yeah. Love to. Um, and you are, which is so amazing. And like I said, like before we even started to interview you, I think it's so inspiring that you've taken the challenge and you've grown into like such an incredible professional and the media Thank field you. and it was always part of your dream which is so cool Thank even just you. having you in the family is just such you know an upgrade so thanks for being here with us thank you oh i love so much being a part of this family like i it's a crazy family it's a wild family i genuinely love so much being a part of this sort of exclusive crew and family it's so um I think it's so special and meaningful and you know whether we get along with everyone or not and whatever happens and when you go through tough stuff and you feel like people are picking on you at the end of the day you've accomplished something that really is remarkable you've had an impact there's at least one person watching each of you all's story that that their life is better because they've seen something you've done and there's something that bonds us all that no one else can touch no matter how many people watch it whether it be drake Rihanna, Amy Schumer, shout out to all of y'all, the current uh, NBA MVP, you know, any of you um, still, there's something that bonds us all that like no one else can, can know or experience. And so Amy um, Schumer watch. Yeah. She brought a challenge sign. She posted on her IG story. She did. Amy, we're here. We love you. Um, That's huge. ah, The gurgling butt. That would be you and Amy. Tag her in it. There you go. I would uh, love it. Gurgling butts with Amy Schumer. Man, oh mm-hmm. God! Listen, wow. it could happen. All we need it is could. Will Ferrell to start watching. We'll be fine. Don't tell me that. Yes. Don't tell me that. He may. Will, he may. Where are Will, you, Will? Will, we Will. need you for Tori's 29th birthday. Yeah. Because we're I, going big. I would like to. When is it? I better be invited, Tori. Yeah, you can come to my 29th. She's not birthday celebrating party. 30th. I'm. It's 29th birthday. It's Jesus themed. I'll, I'll hit you up in the DMs. It's gonna be Ooh. incredible. I do hey. want to know this since you are you are an expert on dating. Um, and, and you Jesus. haven't noticed there are, and Jesus and prayer and you're an expert. Period. You are the all knowing, Devin Simone. Hardly. Okay, you are the most knowing. <laughs> you know a lot of I'll stuff. Take that. So, being a dating expert, mm-hmm. is there any advice you could give some of these challengers now that they are approaching the end of the game with their quote unquote lovers? 
Oh, give it to me. Say it, say it to me. Say it to my face. Give it to me. <gasps> I mean, I communicate expectations before you get to that final. Communicate like meaning. Are you, is it a, okay, babe, know that I'm going to go as hard as I can for me. I'm saying a prayer for you. You go as hard as you can. And we're going to see each other no matter what happens at the end. So that means if I have to bump you out of the way, if I have to knock you out, you guys have agreed that that is the way. Right. Or is it, hey, babe, I'm going to support you however I can getting there and you support me. How, Cause you can't have one thinking I'm going to support you or help you when I can and whatever the final is. Mm-hmm. And one thinking I'm going to go as hard as I possibly need to, and then get to the end, you're going to have problems. So communicating expectations, just like in life upfront will be helpful. Cause then at least you're on the same page. So yeah, you know, they might trip you and you break your arm, but if you guys agreed on that in the beginning, you know, it's not coming from a untrustworthy place right because that was that was what was said uh i love that not that they literally break your arm but just you know if you're you have to do something that's physical or whatever else tori take notes because that could be us one day me and you running frolicking we're gonna have a talk Mm -hmm. before the next final let's have a talk right after Mm -hmm. this meeting at five okay we have two more (laughs) questions for you Devin. and we got we have a we have a summit meeting we're uh important leaders (laughs) we have to have a summit meeting after this two more questions for you Devin. Um, yes, obviously you love to spill the tea and I think that you do it in a great way, which isn't really, you know, it's not painful. It's just interesting the way you do it. I'm curious. Do you have any aftermath secrets that you can share? Maybe something that never got aired or what it's like to film with all of us or the shoot days, anything like that. Ooh, aftermath tea. Um, Mm, I do. I'm just thinking of what to share. Oh, spicy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so of, of aftermath tea, well, since we they sh- they're shot in batches, then some of the tea I was able to bring up in the second batch, like the fact that Fessy and Michelle were there together. And then when we did the second batches. He and Amanda were back together, even though they like hated each other in the beginning. So if you've watched aftermath throughout, if you haven't, go do it. If you have, then you know that you've seen that. Um, oh, some other tea that was funny, but I feel like we may have talked about it on an aftermath, but if we didn't, so apparently one night the crew went out to the club. This is when Casey, I don't remember if this is the first batch or second batch, but Casey went to the club as well with Nani and apparently Casey fell asleep in the middle of the club. And I think they even took some photos of it and like put some stuff on her or something. I I was teasing her. Yeah. I was teasing her all the next day (gasps) on set because it's hilarious that she just not it's not like they went home they were at the hotel like she fell asleep like in the middle of the club just like grandpa style wait are you talking about during are you talking about during filming aftermath because there was also something similar that happened while filming the challenge are you serious that's hilarious was i still there uh anisa you were still there because you nursed me back to health after my hangover. Everybody <laughs> so we, died that night, though. You were. Well, it was because we were outside in the sun all day. We didn't drink a lot of water. Yeah. And it was a lot. We had like a 13-hour. So, it was. We had like one hour to eat really and get day. ready. It was a really yeah. long day. Everyone they were like one hour to booze. We were like, I guess it's time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I guess it's not, you know, it's happened a few times. So that's interesting to know it's also happened on the There afternoon. we go. Wow. Well, you know, the most infamous fall asleep. I fell asleep in the back of the bus. Oh, um, yeah. Lisa, you were there that season, right, and got left on the back of the bus. In your oh, life. yeah, I so heard sleep. about that. Yeah. <gasps> yeah, yes, they didn't I even know. And Mamita was out there, no speaking Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, all I could say was grassy ass. That was literally all I could say. Oh my God, uh, I can't even imagine. Yeah. Just, yeah. Oh my Big God. Big ass Good bus time. after a two hour ride to and back from the club. Yeah, 
It's like wow. I woke up in the bus depot at four o'clock in the morning, no lights, just a bunch of Uruguayan men. That was like in a leather mini dress, you know. That would have never happened on a on a season now because they're on us like hawks. They count. Mm. They body they count. check us. There's a head Before count. it was just like a cool ass buddy system. You know, we got Devin or we were just and drunk and we just walked in. And well, we know what happened with that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. CT was like, see ya. <laughs> Damn. Damn, CT. <laughs> oh, man. Anissa, would you oh, do the honors time. of asking the uh, final question? The season's called Spies, Lies, and Allies. I want to know who you think the biggest spy, liar, and ally are of this episode. Mm, of this episode, I would say the biggest, I mean, yeah, I guess of this episode or even season, I feel it's true for both. I think the biggest spy is CT. Yeah. I feel the biggest lie is Kyle. And mm. I feel the biggest ally is Emmy. Yeah. Emmy is so loyal to CT. Good Lord. If we all could find a significant other as loyal as Emmy, <laughs> yeah. be a better place. Um, I think CT is the spy because CT has been laying low. He's obviously very, very smart and he's making moves. I actually think Devin thinks he's making all the moves, but I really think CT is the one making the moves when necessary. I think uh, Devin's playing checkers, CT's playing chess. And Kyle, lie, because Kyle, I love Kyle. And this is someone I know he can take it because I dish it on him all the time. But Kyle, like... You, you just kind of don't know where to go with Kyle, right? Like he's hard. You want to trust him. He's lovable, but he always does things that make you not trust him in general. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I'd say team Sapphire as a whole or the spies, lies and allies, or wow. some people say that spies, pies and fries. So much rather would be on that show. Let's yeah. just talk about that. Spies, lies and chicken thighs. I'd win that one. Yeah, right? that one. Oh man. Well, Devin, thank it has you been so an much. Absolute pleasure. Seriously. Oh, I love you guys. Thank you so much. And it's been great seeing you. I'm always rooting for you guys. And thank you for, you know, always being good sports on Aftermath. I appreciate it. Thank Where you. can we watch you? How can we support you? How do I get some dating advice that I've been waiting five years for? Yeah. <laughs> you can go to devinondating.com. So that's Devin with a Y, which is the real way to spell it. Suck it, Devin. Just kidding. <laughs> um, it's D-E-V-Y-N on dating.com. And you can enter the free pool. We're in 12 cities nationwide matchmaking. Uh, you can watch me fairly regularly on the Wendy Williams show. If you've missed past episodes, you can go to Wendy Williams on YouTube. But otherwise, check me out on Wendy um, when she comes on. I'm at this point on at least once a week. Uh, and then follow me on IG, Devin Simone, Devin with the Y, Simone with an I. That's where I post behind the scenes, interesting stuff. I don't know. It's really funny stuff, posted. too. It's yeah. like a real picture followed by 18 funny memes. I love it. It's great. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Undercover meme account. I like it, too. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Undercover meme account. That's incredible. I love it all. <laughs> Devin, thank you so much for coming on the show. You're amazing. And I can't wait to talk to you again in the future. Thank you. Same guys. Mwah, sending you so much love. And if you're, I'm sure your listeners already know, but you guys are really, you're incredible women and incredible competitors on the show. So, you know, Thank it's, you. I, I hope people get to see all, both of you and all of your fullness. Cause you're really awesome. Thank, Thank you so much. Thank you. I almost got teary eyed. Thanks, Dev. Thank you again so much for coming. You're an angel. Well, thanks. Call me anytime. Bye guys. Have a good Bye. night. You too. Thank you. Bye. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. 
Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric. Cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. And we're back on Dealing Together where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Ooh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller? I traded in my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Plus. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Oh, nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. The choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 Plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Well, that was an amazing interview. I almost want Devin to take my job because she's just that good. <laughs> but I'm kidding. I love what I do. So please don't take me off of here. Thanks oh again, God. Devin Simone, for gracing us with your presence here on the podcast. We really appreciate it. But now I'd really appreciate some challenge confidential. Yeah. Tori, lay it on me. What do you have? Okay, so, you know, this episode, I think you finally get to see the first excursion. And I think they were waiting. There was obviously so many people in the house to start. And then we kind of are dwindling down to the end here. Could possibly be the last elimination. We don't know. But they were like, all right, we're going to take you guys out on excursion. We have a 150-foot boat for you. And we were all like, a 150-foot boat? This is a yacht. Like, I'm thinking this thing is going to be like a music video. Like, booty cheeks popping, champagne bottles, brat, brat. It was not. It was a ferry. We hopped on there, and I'm like, oh, we're taking a, we're taking a little old ferry around the – you know what, though? We were grateful. 
We had a great time. We even got a break from the camera guys. They left us alone for a little bit, gave us some GoPros, and we went to go film footage ourselves. I don't even know that they caught that footage of me and a mammal kissing. I thought we were being low key. But apparently hey, not. In the we of the were ocean. inside of a yellow inner tube in, in the sea. <laughs> We're not, you can't find us kissing. We're not, we're not making a TV show. Oh yeah. Yeah. I guess we were, but you know, we forgot for a little because it was the first time we got to go. I love that. I love that you had a human, human moment of, I am not on a television show right now. Yeah, it was, it was pretty incredible and, uh, also hard to recover from. I, uh, drank a lot that day, but you know what? Worth it. And, uh, can't say that that's not part of being on the challenge. Party hard, work hard. Is that the saying? Work hard, party hard. Play hard, work hard. Oh, my God. (laughs) Work hard, play hard. Play hard. Thank you. That's it. That's the one. Okay, cool. All right. Well, Anissa, uh, since we're talking about you, uh, where can we plug? uh, I'm sorry. Anissa, where can we we plug plug you? (laughs) Where can we follow you, Anissa? Plug your social. It's Anissa MTV. That's A-N-E-E-S-A-M-T-V on Instagram. That's the only place that you may be able to find me. Yeah. I mean, you can find me there. Mm-hmm. You can find you can find me everywhere. Yeah. Tori, what about you? Where can we find you? Yeah, you can find me at Tori underscore deal on Instagram. And you can't plug me anywhere. <laughs> Don't even think about it. Yucky, yucky <laughs> in the buddy. Okay. And make sure you guys <laughs> send in your listener questions because... We are so excited to watch the challenge with you all. And listen, every Thursday as we go behind the scenes of the challenge, Spies, Lies, and Allies. And then join us Fridays as we pull back the curtain on season two of the challenge, All Stars, only on MTV's official challenge podcast. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.